Hello there and welcome to the Alstein Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games, and all that jazz like this now tomorrow. This week we're talking about She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined by my co-host John. How are you this week? I'm, I'm good. That's just one breath. Yeah, it's just one breath. do it slower. So basically, we're talking about She-Hulk. I'm not looking forward to talking about it, but anyway, it's another Marvel show, another week to talk about Marvel stuff. So, oh boy. <clears throat> She-Hulk. Jennifer Walters has a complicated life as a single 30-something attorney who also happens to be a green 6-foot, 7-inch superpower Hulk. And that's the description. Wow. I mean, that, that sure is the premise of the show. Full spoilers ahead if you haven't seen it. Just to kind of give a little bit of background, we have been increasingly negative and tired of the MCU and Phase 4 is this show actually something different? Is it good? What, what do you think? It tries to do something new. You know what I mean? Like, it explores the fourth wall breaking in yes. the MCU, which sure. is good. Like, yeah. it, it introduces, like, the idea of X-Men. She hints the X-Men at the end of the show. But it's a comedy. You know, it's a proper comedy, you know, explores She-Hulk. And it kind of links back to the comics where she was actually, you know, breaking the fourth wall every time. You know, there's, like loads of comic series that was based on She-Hulk and I'm glad they did that you know they took it from heart and put it into there I mean don't get me wrong it's got likable characters but I thought it was okay it's an interesting place to start with the fourth wall breaking because we've obviously seen it in comic book media before with Deadpool Mm. and I think it's very very interesting what this show does with that so I remember reading before the show came out that the showrunner was like, oh yeah, we've been very inspired by Fleabag. Now immediately, if you say that you've been inspired by Fleabag <laughs> and if you're trying to make a, a, a show in the MCU that is like Fleabag, you are immediately fighting an uphill battle because this yeah. show doesn't even come close to Fleabag. But at the same time, it's giving a completely different kind of fourth wall breaking. And I thought it was fine. Sometimes I think as particularly yeah. at the end, they do fun things with it. Obviously, the big thing when she breaks out of the show and she goes to Marvel headquarters, which I thought was really fun and inventive. And, you know, I like how they were making jabs at the whole fact that the MCU feels like it's written by a formula and the films have very similar third acts. That's interesting. Yeah. However, I think it's also quite interesting that the show uses that as a little bit of a cop-out. I know what you mean. It uses that excuse and like, hey, here's here's another show. Here's She-Hulk. And yeah, as you said, it was very inventive to, you know, explore. But then again, I don't know why they just added that. It just feels a bit out of place for some reason. I mean, we got to explore the Kevin AI, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess. he's, wearing, he's wearing, wearing his baseball cap, just like Kevin Feige. I like that. I like the idea of that. And I yeah, think that I that's do. fun. I think that, I mean, they say that they're only doing that once. And I think, yeah, ah, only do it once. That's a fun yeah, thing to yeah. do. And I like how they pile everything into that finale. But there are elements in which I do think the show does kind of feel like it just, I mean, this is the first show since WandaVision that doesn't have six episodes. It's got nine and it's got more of an episodic TV format. And I think it uses that well. But at the same time, it kind of just feels weird. Like this, I don't, I can't really describe it. I, this I know what you mean. Yeah, like it's trying to be a, a, a sitcom. I don't really know if it succeeds. If you're trying to go for a proper sitcom, you need more than just nine episodes. I think about sitcoms that I love. My favorite sitcom, my favorite American sitcom is probably Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I absolutely adore that show. And I think that 
if that show, especially in the early seasons, was nine episodes, the quality would still be really great. But you can't get to the point where you're crafting characters and then like, you know, you have the kind of two part or three part kind of like finale or even in the case of season one, I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine's finale that kind of just happens in one. But it's all kind of building towards that. Whereas She-Hulk, you only get like one or two episodes of fun and games, whereas everything else kind of does try to tie into the overarching story and oh it just this shows such a difficult one to think about because i just is it good is it bad i genuinely couldn't tell you i know what you mean like there's something weird about this show there's nothing wrong with the story it just follows that but there's something that is within each episode you feel like why does this feel weird like there's nothing weird about i mean a six foot inch superpower hulk but i just can't describe it it's it's something I don't know. What is it? I can't explain it, man. It is really weird, isn't it? Like, this is, again, one of those weird things at the MCU where it performs every single thing that it's supposed to do <laughs> and that it wants to do fine. It does it adequately. It's nothing special, but, you know, it's not terrible either. I think this show's best attribute is its characters. I don't think the writing of the characters is particularly anything special, but I do think the actors make the characters so likable, make them come alive. I mean, Tatiana Maslany is so good as Jennifer, and she really is just really likable. There are just moments where, you know, her charisma alone makes you root for and understand this character a lot better than some of the situations the show puts her in. Simple things like watching Jen dance at a wedding. She danced to Walking on Broken Glass by Annie Lennox. And that's just a really fun scene because it's really endearing to her character. And I think that's the show's best attribute is her in that role because I thought she was genuinely great. Yeah, she really embodied that likeness and fun characteristics of She-Hulk. I thought she did that really well. There were some scenes that really reflected that and the whole internet got crazy. So you know I'm referring to the, the masterpiece of cinema right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, yes. The twerking yes. scene. Yes. Oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing. Amaz- I mean, honestly, I remember I hadn't seen the episode, but I remember seeing people talk about She-Hulk twerks, and I was like, no way. How how do they make this good? And I watched it, and I was like, this is cinema. I mean, <laughs> hey, what kind of what kind of man would I be to love Spider-Man 3, emo Peter, strutting down to funky soul. <laughs> like, how I can't like that and then criticize She-Hulk twerking. No way. I thought that was so much fun. And when this show has fun with itself, which I feel like it does maybe half the time when it's kind of free from the overarching story and trying to kind of put characters in, you know, some of the cameos, for example, I feel like it really, it, when it fires in all cylinders, it goes really well. I think that it is unfortunately overshadowed in a lot of elements by the CGI. Oh boy! She-Hulk just looks bad. And it's really a testament to that first episode where you see She-Hulk's origin and you get She-Hulk next to Hulk. And Hulk, because, you know, he's a model from the movies and they've spent a lot more time making him look right and the kind of like roughness of his skin and oh there's a motorbike um oh. did you hear that did you hear the motorbike yeah, i heard it i heard it i heard it beautiful <laughs> and obviously it's worth saying the vfx artists working on these marvel projects are so overworked and mistreated and you can't just make a joke about the vfx artists having a lot to do in the finale and make that okay 
Marvel is yeah. re- like really mistreating these guys. And, you know, the only way to make it better is to fix their release schedules, stop releasing so much, give the VFX teams more time to work on this stuff. You know, tell them when you make big changes, have yeah. them work with the creators. Like, yeah. oh, it, it's, oh, oh God. I mean, this is just, because the whole show is overshadowed by the fact that she just really is distracting there's a lot of cgi i feel really bad like i saw one post on instagram it was like twerking scene and mm. it was one comment it just said i feel sorry for the vfx artists <laughs> just drawing that until they go home and see their family yeah right like <laughs> that's so sad it's so sad it's so it's true ridiculous. it is true and that's uh... just depressing it's like there's so much we, we don't need to talk about that forever but we, oh, we no, could no, no, talk no. about that the whole time and i want to make it clear that every time we talk about something mcu and every time we talk about the cgi being distracting this is part of an ongoing problem this is like the definition of oversaturation absolutely last week we talked about rings of power which we both loved and we talked about how beautiful that show looks oh. because they give the time to it and we're not getting season two for another two years and that's great because they're going to give the time they need hopefully it will look as good as season one did but yeah this is yes this isn't great no and that does kind of no. overshadow it the show isn't necessarily it's not got nearly as much action as a lot of mcu things and i think that's fine it doesn't need, like i feel like this show has good enough and likable enough characters that it's okay that there isn't a whole lot of action. And I feel like the action looks fine. Again, there's nothing terrible about it, nothing great about it. It's just kind of there. It was a bit weird. Daredevil is CGI. It was so weird. Like a lot of CGI flips from Daredevil. Yeah. He'd be flipping around and just <laughs> dodging, but it was so weird. We'll talk about Daredevil. Absolutely. But it was so bizarre because we're used to watching you know the netflix show where it was just practical it was just practical mm. or nonetheless and it was just great seeing that that war energy from daredevil like it was you know it was actually violent and it was just dark and gritty and then here he's like jumping around like mario he's like <laughs> and just like doing wait whatever. one second this is the second week in a row that you've made a mario oh, reference oh, is this <laughs> this is this is how it starts we're making no. mario references every week no. every week we're gonna make a mario reference until mario comes out this is our vow no god every, i don't week, need to John, do this every I'm not, week every i'm not week. doing this on purpose i swear i'm not doing on this on this, I, I can't. It's too late now. now. It's, too I can't late. Unta- it's too late. I can't. I can't defend myself now. YouTube or, or anyone, comment too down. Late. Please too late. help me. Help me defend myself. Chris Pratt has tormented my mind. Help! Help! It's too late. You got to do it now. You got to make a, a Mario reference every single How? week. How? How? What's next week? What? Tell, what oh, we'll next, talk about next that at the end. Next week's Black Adam. So you know. You How? figure that out. How am I? <laughs> you figure that out. But let's let's use this opportunity to talk about Daredevil. Oh mm-hmm. yes. He is so great. <laughs> this is the first time that we've seen Charlie Cox properly back. Yeah, he was in two seconds of No Way Home, but like this is him properly back in it. And I think that they, they just really did well with him. It's not the same tone as the Netflix Daredevil show. And I think that's okay because She-Hulk isn't the same tone as that show. And, you know, it happens in the comics. Characters match the tone of the thing that they're in. And what I appreciate is that, I mean, let's be honest, the Daredevil episode is probably the best episode of the show, right? I agree. Yeah. yeah. Like it got so much content in that episode. We saw Daredevil. We saw some developments between She Hulk and Daredevil. I was like on the screen and Twitter was like, oh my God, Charlie Cox. Oh! And just like going crazy and just seeing him with Jennifer Waters. I'm like, chill, chill. 
but yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's that's great... just it. Daredevil is just a little whore. He's he's just sleeping with everyone. That's <laughs> that's just his character. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's right his now. character. I think that describes him. Basically. Yeah, I I think he was cool. I, I like his new suit. He's got the yellow and 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 red. I really like the suit design because yeah. I think that the gown that Daredevil's yes. dad had, it was like the same color scheme as that. And I thought that yeah. was a really cool callback for that. So yeah, suit, suit's really cool. Yeah. Hope they use that more in the MCU. Charlie Cox is brilliant. Obviously, the action is nowhere near as good as the as the Netflix Daredevil. The court scenes are nowhere as good as Netflix Daredevil. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because he was loads of fun. And the show is supposed to be a load of fun. And it was great seeing him. And he, you know, he imparts wisdom on Jen about being a hero and all these great things. And yeah, that, that's what we want. We just want to yeah. have... Like it's good when these when when the cameos serve a purpose for the hero of the story and they serve their own purpose as well. You know, you think about No Way Home. Toby and Andrew weren't just there because it's fun to watch them. They had a reason to be there. You know, they they helped Tom Holland's Peter and and they even had their own little arcs inside of it. You know, whereas let's say Multiverse of Madness, the cameos are just that. They're just cameos. Ah yes, with the Illuminati. (laughs) Exactly. Whereas this, you know, you get. I think they had a load of fun with that. Wong and Hulk and Abomination and Daredevil. I think that they're all they're all cool. They're all fun. But what is less fun? The villains of this show. No, not the villains. I want to be positive for a second. The ending of episode eight, where She-Hulk is doxxed and you know they release all of her information and they re- and they reveal the sex tape, was brilliant. And you know the scene where like. Pug has to infiltrate the society and they're talking about like they're genuinely playing on you know this kind of real life community of people who are men who really like you know hate women and and, and all of this stuff yeah. I thought that was great that like, genuinely yeah. that was really effective that was the moments when I thought the villains really really worked yeah that was actually like predicting the whole audience like the other side just like saying that they were like sexist they were like she-hulk and that was a great predicting that whole thing because it was just reflecting on the character and i thought that was like the real life basis of that and i'm like who doesn't lo- love she-hulk and then there's these characters and i thought that reflected that really well and then yeah the other villains i remember seeing a tweet uh, that said oh i think the villain's gonna be this guy that jen dated todd right and i was like who who's that? <laughs> I don't remember you. Like I don't and I was like God. I was like, oh, I hope you're not the villain because you know you're so forgettable and, and so boring. And then they were the villain. And I was like, really though? Like, yeah, he's adequately hateable, but again, it's this ongoing problem in the Marvel shows where the villain just kind of crops up at the end and barely does anything. When Todd took She-Hulk's blood and became Todd Hulk or whatever we're uh, calling that. Yeah. I was Hulk King, I guess. I was ready to watch Todd get his ass handed to him. I wanted to see Jen just drive her fist through his face. They did make him really hateable in those few scenes, but they obviously went a different route, which I thought was interesting. Throughout the show, there isn't that like ongoing presence. It's more of a mystery than anything else. It's more of a, again, we say this with a lot of MCU shows, it feels like they want to get mysteries. So the internet starts talking and people watch the show. But when you actually look at it as a show, as a, as a piece of, I don't want to call it content, <laughs> as a, as a oh. story, it doesn't always succeed at doing that. It might make you curious, but does it actually craft these villains well? I don't think so. 
Yeah, that's a question that we explore every TV show. Like, does it have a story? You know, does it drive the audience through each episode and then have that conclusion at the end? In this case of She-Hulk, there wasn't really a story, as you said. It's more of a mystery. It didn't really interest me at all, you know, what was going on. Mm. And I, I just didn't understand what was going on. Like, it just felt a bit weird. You know, it's just... Yeah, like, well, oh. you watched it. I remember you started it, you know, when it started and then you kind of dropped off and then watched the yeah. rest of it at the end. I completely understand that because a lot of these Marvel shows, I watch them week by week and I'm like, nothing makes me want to watch more. There's been a couple of them that I just haven't watched and then I just watched them all at the end. There's nothing that makes me want to go back week by week. And I think this one's better because, you know, the episodes are only 25 minutes long and it's easily digestible and it's the tone of it makes it less easy to kind of criticize in that way. But yeah, I'm just like so unsure of what to make of this show because like I never laughed, but it's not necessarily unfunny. It's not like some of the jokes in the MCU where I generally want to die. It's just <laughs> not that funny. There was one joke that it just felt so weird. It was just like the most bizarre joke. It was Tim Roth's character. Yeah, Abomination, yeah. Abomination. See, this show just makes me forget things now. Like, Abomination. <laughs> he was talking about haikus. Yes. I guess. And then, out of nowhere, he was, like, talking about there's, like, these 12 other women. Pen pals. Yeah, like, pen pals. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what? What's yeah, like, the, and they're, like, they're all, like, his wives or something. And then they just see him just, like, waving. and just... <laughs> <laughs> So weird. And I'm just like, okay, what's, what's the basis humor of the show? Is it going to be like Fleabag? You know, the show said itself, like they wanted to explore, you know, elements of Fleabag and, you know, yeah. how they're going to set up with the comedy. Here, it's just like unfunny. Like it's nothing, you know, bad worthy. Not like, I don't want to hear that joke ever again. Yeah, it's not, it's not like the what are those joke in Black Panther, is it? It's not so completely out of touch and really makes you just roll your eyes and wish you'd never been born <laughs> like it's not that level of bad it's just like yeah all right this is fine sometimes it might be a little bit like huh, you know but it's never like ha, 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 ho, ho, ho. you know you're never like you know properly you know wheezing i remember the time that we were properly wheezing like the sonic 2 sonic yes uh, yes i need to rewatch that right if there's a clip mm. on youtube right now i'm I'm going to watch it because that, that might be the funniest moment in cinema history to me. Like, <laughs> there yeah. is like no other scene that will make me laugh. Like, in the past, I laughed at one scene in Pitch Perfect, and then that's so oddly specific. We I did. just had to get an example of, like, you know, what comedy works in, in some ways and like yeah. how does it elevate the audience. So, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, we did do an episode, we did do an episode on Sonic 2, if anyone wants to listen to that. But it's, a great, it's a great one. So, yeah. it is, it is a great movie. But like, yeah, I, I think it's interesting that you bring that up because the kind of film like Sonic and like Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which, you know, I want to bring up as another superhero film. These films don't take themselves seriously, but at the same time, they're so sincere with the way they deliver the comedy that you do get attached to these ca characters. And I think that She-Hulk, and, and, and that's very similar in something like Fast and Furious, 
it completely takes itself seriously and it delivers all the comedy sincerely unless like a oh how stupid is this blah 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 <laughs> there are obviously elements of that but for the most part the comedy is kind of woven in whereas i feel like a lot of mcu projects suffer from the fact that they're trying to be really serious but then they're also constantly poking fun at how how stupid it is whereas when comedy is integrated into the world it works so much better think about like spider-man 2 you can go from a scene of peter parker deciding no longer to be spider-man and putting his his costume in an alleyway and this really emotional moment. And then you get a montage with him walking through the street to raindrops keep falling on my head. And it's ridiculous and it's funny, you know, like similar stuff in Spider-Man 3 with the funky soul scene. But my point is, is that this show is almost there. It's almost at that point where it takes itself seriously. So the comedy is perfectly integrated, but I don't think it got there. I just think it was so, so close, but I still think that it suffers from the fact that it feels like they're constantly poking fun at things. And then you bring back characters like Abomination, who was in Shang-Chi briefly, but hasn't been in anything since Incredible Hulk and is a completely different character and now isn't really to be taken seriously at all so it kind of breaks any of that same with the hulk the hulk is just a joke these days he's he's not like you know they, there are a couple of moments where he isn't but i feel like this stuff would work so much better if the story took itself seriously i think the comedy would would flow so much more organically yeah it just felt like it wasn't really organic like there has to be some serious moments but it just felt like there was weren't any serious moments but there was one that I can think of with Smart Hulk when he was talking about like how long he's been trapped inside with two personalities yes. you know like with Bruce Banner and the Hulk and you know how long he's been going through that and mm. that was great that was something that you know we needed to see this side of uh, you know Smart Hulk because in Endgame he was just treated as a comedic effect really like he just turned into Smart Hulk he was like hey guys and Smart Hulk now and then it was just a bit weird really but this I thought it was a fair purpose to tell that really uh, in, yeah. In scene. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I liked. I did like that opportunity to kind of take himself a bit more seriously. And there are some good emotional beats in the show. Like in that same episode, Jen has a speech about how she has to contain her anger all the time, and that it's just the way that she feels being a woman. And that I thought that was good. I mean, the way that they present it was pretty bad with the cutaways to, to Smart Hulk just the being editing. like, yeah, he was oh, just nodding. Geez. It's just like oh, that geez. was that was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah but mm-hmm. yeah yeah like there's yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. he's like oh yeah. oh yeah 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 sure <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah you're sure he, he doesn't you, listen you gotta... to all <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like those those kinds of things you know like there there's monologues those should be continuous shots absolutely and you know as i said before there are good moments with daredevil with matt murdoch telling jen what kind of person she could be using her superhero side and her lawyer side and yeah, like, I feel like sometimes the show gets that right, mm. but that needs to be a more consistent thread. And I know that people really like this. I know that some people like really think it's funny and, and really love it. And I'm glad that they do. A lot of it for me comes from the fact that it's not my kind of comedy. And therefore, I just don't really find the show that funny and exciting to watch, if that yes. makes sense. Yes, the not funny certified show. <sighs> what else? We want I don't, to do? you, know, you know, this is one of the weirdest pods I think we've done in a long time. I really don't know what to say. I'm really struggling to. Okay. Th- I know that I know that we've kind of made a vow to talk about all the MCU stuff, live action but, MCU stuff. But this has but, been the weirdest. Yeah, like, it's definitely it's one of those ones where it's still it's still frustratingly fine. But I I really understand what it's trying to do, and I really think that it's so close to getting there. That doesn't really make it that good. But 
man, man, it's so close. It's just almost there. And I feel yeah. like I feel so frustrated. I'm like, you, you're almost there. You've almost got it. It's right there. It's like it's slipping through your fingers. But no, it, it's so it annoying. Really like you're just trying to think of like, okay, uh, let me think. Uh, uh, my brain, it's it's overloading too much. Uh, it's <laughs> like trying to think of like you know She-Hulk, but in cases like comedies like these or you know Marvel shows, it's just like, okay, what am I missing? You're just looking through. You're watching it, and then it's like, okay, that was regular. But there was something weird about it. I don't know. It there's nothing else I can talk about. We talked about the story, we talked about the characters. Yeah. I think that's it. We we don't really have anything much to say. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What about arcs though? Do we explore the arcs of She-Hulk? That's an interesting one, actually, because She-Hulk herself, because the whole show was seeing her, you know, struggling, balancing these two lives and trying to kind of live authentically with this forced upon her. This comes back to what I was saying about sincerity. If the show was more sincere with some of these emotional moments, that might have been a better through line. But to me, it felt like she wasn't that bothered throughout. And then she gets bothered when she gets sued about her name. And then other than that, she's mostly just fine with being She-Hulk. It's and not Jen. She-Hulk. It's not. And then just get used to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's an interesting arc. I like the idea of the arc. I'm just not sure if the execution was really there. I guess that's... I guess that's... I guess that's everything. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what what are you gonna give it out of ten? Before I just give out the rating quickly, it's so funny that we talked about everything, you know, like in TV shows, we talk about it, you know, like the emotional impact and everything. But mm. here, it's so weird. I just it is. Well, I think that's curious because what I notice in editing is that the MCU shows have been some of our shortest videos. Moon Knight is one it may be might be our shortest video that we've ever done because there's just they're just there there's just not a whole lot to talk about they're not terrible they're not great they're just there and they're fine and they're perfectly adequate they don't yeah. do anything particularly remarkable and I'm just we're just there just like okay there okay. we go moving on it really I feel like yeah. we're just watching it like mindlessly just like uh... absolutely oh, she absolutely uh... And we just, yeah. we're not taking anything in. That's just so weird. We're just not taking yeah. anything in. Anyway. Yeah. Well, the good news is, is that we we don't we don't have any more MCU shows until Secret Invasion. So when's that? Uh, spring next year. So oh, I reckon about great. February. Great. Or March. We got some months to relax. Yes, too. we do, and and we do have Black Panther coming up. So hopefully that will be you know the kind of kick up the ass that Marvel desert needs. You know the the kind of the the shot in the arm that it really needs to reinvigorate it. So let's really hope that Black Panther is amazing. Yeah. What are you going to give She Hulk out of ten? A three. Three. I'm going five. And that is everything. So thank you everybody for listening. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube and you enjoyed it. You can like and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're on Spotify, you can follow and give us a five-star rating if you think we're worthy. And next week, as promised, the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. It's Black Adam. Yeah, baby. Jeremy, I'm so excited for that one. Yeah, so excited. Hopefully it will be that kind of, you know, sincere, ridiculous, cool, fun, badass movie that we all kind of want it to be. Because let's be honest, let's be honest, it's not going to be any cinematic masterpiece here. No. Um, but hopefully it is actually good. You can also contact us, send us an email with your questions or comments. Tell us your thoughts on She-Hulk. Ask us anything if you email us, alstonefilmpod at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at alstonefilmpod. And we only have two minutes left on the Zoom call. So yes. 
Go, John, uh, go. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone. We, uh, okay. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we talked about Tree Hulk, one of the TV shows that came out. Uh, definitely <laughs> Very a TV true. show. Again, thank you. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Take what you're giving. <laughs> giving me back. Goodbye. Goodbye.